This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com and GoDaddy.com. Draw your pictures where you can get a picture drawn if you can't tell from that amazingly long URL. And I'll do it for you for a pretty darn cheap. GoDaddy is where you can get um, offended by their advertising, but save on domain names. So head on over there, and when you get one, put in the code PODNAME121 and save yourself some money on your next domain name. Who needs morals anyway? Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. Geek Loves Nerd, Nerd Loves Geek, at least she did, they last people this is geek loves nerd trying to find something in common since 1996 uh it's show number eight brought to you the week of june 11 number eight what did i say you said it's show number eight show number 48 wow uh brought to you the week of june 11 2009 i am uh, one of your hosts my name is james i'm the geek and my name's jen i'm the nerd and the butt wow i'm not the one who said we only did eight shows <laughs> uh this is the fighting show and we're gonna start. We're gonna it off fight by a little fight. Yeah, today we're talking about how to fight with your spouse, and there is no one on earth that has more experience in that area than Jen and I. <laughs> That's right, folks. You might be under the impression that Jen and I are the perfect couple that we get along fabulously, and you know what? There are times here and there that we do that we get along. Yes, <laughs> but the rest of the time, is but they spent keep getting in a strict interrupted. regiment of <laughs> <Okay>. fighting. <laughs> now, I want to be clear. When we talk about fighting, we're talking about arguing, okay? Jen... Not this fight. Not anymore. Not since college. Mm-hmm. No. But in uh, this this brown bruise around my eye, I, I fell and hit a doorknob. That's really sad when you have the bruise. Well, I'm a wimp. Mm. Been that way since high school. Since college, actually. That's true. I've heard the, I've heard the uh, stories. You've, you've seen the tracks of my tears. Hmm. Yes. I'm a battered man. Now, my wife is actually really small, and I'm really giant. <laughs> you could win, even if you weren't very strong. I could, I could let you punch me repeatedly for hours, and I'd be like, oh, a mosquito landed on me. Oh, my gosh. Because you have wimpy arms. But, so, but anyway, we're not talking about fist fighting. As fun as it is. To be pummeled by a smallish person. <laughs> um, we're talking about arguing. And arguing and, and fighting, you know, it's arguing is not a strong enough word, so we use the word fighting. Because arguing is like, I don't like pretzels. It's arguing yes, you do. with hate. Yeah, arguing is, 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 fighting is like, you know, you're a LBB, yakety schmackety beep beep, mick cuss word. And I hate your pretzels. Yes. And I, you can take your pretzels and shove them <laughs> where the sun don't shine, Mr. Goomba. <laughs> Except replace all of that with really bad four-letter words and adjectives mm. and descriptions. 
that would not what we rate do, an NC-17. No, no, I didn't say we. I said that is what fighting in this context is. And people fight. Marriages fight. They, marriages fight each other. Matter of fact, we're going to get together with another married couple and fight them. <laughs> really? Do you think yeah. we'll win? Wouldn't it be cool if ba- if they if married couples were like beta fish? They couldn't get close to each other. They'd just start fighting. I've often tried to imagine that babies are like that. Babies are like It would be so fish. awesome if you Pete had to keep them away from each other. Trying to find something crossing in common since somebody 1996. In Walmart babies just start leaning out of the stroller to try and to attack the other babies. That would be bizarre. That would be rad. That would be very inconvenient. Some, sometimes I pretend, and like when Jenna was little, I'd put her in the little umbrella stroller, and I would start to veer her toward the baby coming the other way, and 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 try to wiggle around the stroller like, <laughs> and I'd be like, back, Jenna, back, back, and uh, they look at me funny. Nobody seemed to get the fact that I was trying to pretend. Your daughter knows when we're doing a podcast, and she it's, always decides to use the bathroom. Yeah, we're in an unfinished basement, basement folks, and the, the piping is exposed. And we have a strict policy in the Kennison household, no pottying during the podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of fighting, we're going to have to go beat up a four-year-old. But uh, anyway, before we get into our main topic today, uh, let's do a few updates. I know we swore them off like bad, bad things Bad, bad donkeys. On. Yeah. But uh, before we do that, uh, today's episode and the next few are sponsored by Dean. And uh, Dean Dean from Australia. So thanks, Dean, for your continued support of uh, Geek Loves Nerd. If you'd like to sponsor a show, you can do that. Go to geeklovesnerd.com, click on Sponsor Show, and for only $5, we'll mention your name, and we'll be grateful. And we'll even say a special message. Yeah, we will. Jen will even sing a special song for you. <laughs> no, I won't. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Freestyle rapping is Jen's passion. Mm-hmm. Many people don't know that. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's do let's do updates. What is your first update, Jen? My first update is we are never going anywhere with our son again no for the rest of our lives. Joke. We drove nine hours, nine hours, nine hours, up nine. and down this uh, past we, weekend. We kept uh, having to stop. Yep, because um, your son... I kept crying. I'm going to take the blame on this one. <laughs> no. I was sitting in my seat <laughs> miserable. I was angry. I was moist. <laughs> I was uh, incapable of being good. And it just, it, it was miserable for me. I couldn't communicate what I wanted. <laughs> but I know that I wanted to make it clear that I did not want to be in a car seat. But strapped it, up. But it wasn't you. It was small. No. Tiny it, version no, of No, I'm taking the blame here. This oh, is all I me. Gotcha. And I appreciate dad getting me a dual screen DVD player so that I could have my own screen at a year and a half but old. But I didn't care. I didn't care at all. I watched it for like five minutes and then I was like, okay. And but, then I went. Yeah, I, I did scream. I don't appreciate being made fun of for it. I'm only a human after all. So, yeah, the boy is uh, demon-possessed. But I remember Jenna being this way at that same age. And that's yeah. why we didn't go to Disney this year. Mm-hmm. She was awful. We will not have a Disney drama three for nobody's listening. Uh, the other show, we do at NOCast.com. Because we're not going to Disney this year, and that's why. We took Jenna at the same age. It was ha- hellacious. It was, it was terrible. She wouldn't got up in the middle of the night and wouldn't go back to sleep. Four no, in the morning. started doing origami. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we had to leave the hotel room. We which did. we sat outside the door she, for all the people who were afraid. It was terrible. Four in the morning. Four in the morning. Both of us just sitting. Redonkulous. While she screamed his head off her head off. His head off. It was a man who walked right by. Head <laughs> popped off. Don't say redonkulous. It's from a movie called Bolt. It's great. Mm. I have an update and um I have somebody have you ever had to 
be in close proximity to someone you didn't know no. that you know didn't like you. Hold on, just let me do my weekly update. But I wanted to cancel can, it. Can I? Can I just continue? Yeah. Have you ever been in close proximity to someone that doesn't like you, like yes. at work? Great. Have you ever had to live with someone that is jealous of you getting an EPC? Why? No, I've never had to live with someone who's jealous of me getting. Well, let me an just EPC. tell you, I got one, and there is this girl that I live with, and she is so jealous of me. Only because it's little and cute. Yeah, you. It's you, the only piece of technology I've ever cared about that you have. Wow. Well, guess what? The other I day, mean, I, I logged on to Facebook, and your username and password was already entered in the slot. Oh crap. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I got on to Gmail. You know what? You know what popped up? Your email account. You've been on my EPC. I didn't bring my computer with us on Why our trip. Why didn't you? Because, because in the back of your head, you're like, I'll use the little cutie. Well, one. you brought two computers. I need both. Why did you buy an EPC if you're going to bring your regular computer? It doesn't make any sense. Fighting, right here on oh. the fighting show. Let's show them how we fight. Well, if you weren't so fat and ugly, oh I would. Gosh. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be the worst example possible. <laughs> You're so evil. Uh, no, anyway, I got an EPC. It's cool. Uh, t- t- I was going to tell you about this. Jenna. I took Jenna to Lowe's today to get some uh, lawn bags. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's my weekly update. So That's rad. Great. No, uh, we were walking by, and I'm so proud of her. You guys know, if you've listened to the last few shows, Jenna and I, uh, are addicted recently to a game called Plants vs. Zombies. It's a great game. And uh, there happens to be, you know, zombies with different things on their heads. There's ones with buckets on their heads and, and traffic oh, cones on their heads yeah. and, and screen door shields. And, and it, it basically acts as armor. Okay? And uh, so anyway, we're walking down the, uh, the aisle there and Jenna sees these pile of traffic cones and she butts one on her head. <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> I'm like one of the zombies. I have a cone on my head. <laughs> Traffic cone. And I took a picture of her. Took Aww. a few of them so you'll have to see it. It's cute. It was, I was so proud of her. She's like, it's not time to take it off yet. And she started walking down. Like we were just going to walk around. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. It is. I had to put one on, too. I didn't want to take it. Did she walk part. like a zombie? No. No, um, she didn't. That would have been impressive. It would have. So uh, let's talk about how to fight with your spouse. Okay. Fighting, you know, like I said earlier, let's let's just be a little uh, transparent here. Fighting is something we've done for a long time. And we haven't really gotten any better at it. I, I beg to differ. Okay. Go ahead and talk. Um, we've gotten less frequent, a lot less frequent. That's true. And a lot less volatile. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because... I think we still have a long way to go. I think marriage is, is that. I mean, you're never going to arrive and just say, oh, oh, we got it. We're good. Well Let's coast. Especially with kids in the mix. So well, I do think I was going to say, stress. I think that happens the day you drop your last kid off at college and then you're like, Phew. We got nothing great. left to talk about. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to pick up where we left off. We were having, we were uh, watching 24 and we never finished the fifth season. <laughs> no, we didn't. Jenna was born and ruined it. No. Um, but uh, again, fighting—we're talking about arguing. We're not talking about hand-hand-eye combat. I was trying to say like face-to-face combat, eye-hand-eye coordination, and hand-to-hand hand combat, combat all at one time. Um, so, arguing though—you know—words—they say you know in 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 elementary school that you know sticks and stones can break my bones. Words can break my heart. No, they don't say. They that. don't, but they should because words are powerful. 
they can hurt you and they do and uh most of our arguments i'll be honest have started over stupid things Mm -hmm. stupid stuff and the biggest thing that's caused more arguments than anything else has been the question where do you want to go eat and you can solve that question by just not eating out yeah that's true and being miserable both of you you can save a lot of money that way yeah yeah you can um yeah, that's a terrible Or question. go to Applebee's. Mm, where nobody's really happy, but... Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of choices. <laughs> nothing's real great, but nothing's real bad either. When so. you're fighting, my, my tip to men, I, I can't speak for the ladies, because if I do, I'm just going to get in a fight mm. with all of you. But I'm going to talk to my dudes. Guys, remember your vows when you're fighting. Remember what you vowed to do. You vowed to love her, honor, and cherish her. Uh, in, in, in sickness and health and all that good stuff. And the unsaid part was when you like her and when you don't. You got to love her. And love is more than feelings. Love is more than an argument. Love is long term. It's a commitment. And uh, if, if you are a Christian, it's a, it's a bond between three people, not two. One of those persons is the person of God. And uh, it's, a, it's a covenant that you've made between the three of you. So uh, remember your vows all in all that that implies you're not going to hurt her you're not going to uh, there's just cert- you're not going to leave forever you're not going to go out and do something stupid like cheat to get back um, there ain't nothing worth that so remember your vows that'd be my my tip for that um, Jen do you do you have anything you want to say to the ladies all the single ladies. All the um, single ladies. One thing, and it took, took me a long, long time to figure this out, um, but uh, guys don't react like girls. Like, you say something to a girl, and she'll pretty much just start crying. You know, something mean. Mm-hmm. But with a guy, you could say stuff, and they don't really react, or they get angrier. So what you, are you trying to say? Yeah, exactly. I just threw something at her. Anyway... Anyway, my point is... What is your point? That um, that it hurts the guys just as much as it hurts the girls. That's true. But they, you're not going to see the same kind of emotional reaction. A guy's just not going to just start crying because you say, I hate you, you know, in general. I think that's why women get so mean in fights. It is, because it feels like anything you do or say does not matter because so, they're not reacting. Or they're getting angrier, right. and that's just frustrating. And so, so the ladies want to say things to get that reaction, and so they mm-hmm. go darker and darker and darker. Yeah. And meanwhile, they feel vulnerable because they're putting out all this emotion because the things the guys are saying or not saying is mm-hmm. hurting. And so, and, and that's 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 the trick with fighting. I think the stuff escalates from stupidity to this marriage damaging stuff because of lack, obviously, lack of communication and. Even more than that, it's not so much, I guess, the lack. It's the lack of understanding of the communication that's going on. I know in my world, whenever... I think the most frustrating thing in our fights is when you overreact to something that I think is is trivial. Mm-hmm. Okay? And... Um, and and I, I would understand. I would imagine on the other end, it's it's just as frustrating on your end because I'm not reacting to something that you think is a huge deal. Right. And that's why one of my tips I actually put at the bottom, but it belongs here, is guys. I've learned after after almost 13 years of marriage, finally, that women do not overreact. They do from our perspective, but they don't. And here's why: because that's how it really feels to them. That's how 
a big that's that's exactly how big a deal it is for them. It's not to you, but it is for them. So they're not overreacting. That's how and that is your that is your instead of getting mad and frustrated about it, that is your speedometer or odometer or whatever. That's your temperature gauge to let you know how big of a deal this is in her life. And you just need to accept that and operate as if that were the truth, whether it is or not. Okay, because I I learned from a dude, there's reality and then there's our perception of reality. And that actually matters more than what is real, because we're operating and making decisions and what we're going to say next and what we're going to argue based on what we think and feel about what reality is. And that's kind of deep, but that's where I'm talking about the lack of not the lack of communication, but the misunderstanding of the communication that's going on, because you can guarantee that every single thing you say in response to what they say is going to target one of their issues, their childhood <laughs> issues. And then they're going to respond to you and it's going to target exactly the same way. One of your childhood issues and you won't even know. You won't even know. But your buttons will push theirs and theirs will push yours. That is just the way every marriage is. I don't know why. Opposites attract. You really think every marriage is like that? I do. Wow. I do. I I would put money on that, that every marriage has elements. There is nobody that's perfect. And anybody that has a real relationship where they really love somebody and they're open to each other, not sheltered, you're going to hit those things because you're getting close to each other. Yeah. I've used the analogy of the two rocks rubbing against each other. Well, what are you doing? When when you break off those hard edges, you're getting closer and closer to the core of both Mm -hmm. of those rocks. And in a marriage with two people coming together, sharing all their good stuff and their bad stuff, both yeah. physically, mentally, and spiritually, um, yeah, you're going to bump into those. And I, I know our marriage is typical. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example, peeps. I love being at home. I love it. And it's because in my childhood, I didn't like my house. Hated it. And um, because nothing was nice, everything was tore up, everything was gross. I have a house now that I control, I take care of, I fixed it up myself. You guys listened a few shows back, you know I worked on this house. It is it is like a safe haven. Jen, on the other hand, hates staying home. I hate being at home. Well, I'm home all the time. I might feel a little differently. Yeah, if but I even even before you were stay at home mom, you hated you always want to go out and do stuff, you know, and we did. We were able to back then. Yeah, it was quite so easy. So it wasn't as big of a deal. But, but yeah, but it's it's further um exaggerated because i am home all the time right so being at home feels like the same but, thing and without getting into too many details there are things in jen's past that make being at home a bad thing mm-hmm. and it's just funny because when we want to go out i maybe fight a little bit she's eager and i'd rather stay here well i recharge here she recharges outside yep so there's a built-in you know button pushing example right there so every time I would say, I don't want to go out, that's going to push her. He doesn't understand why I need to get the flip out of here <laughs> and vice versa. But I, so I guess that's the concept right there is I see, I see arguments escalate constantly because somebody's misunderstanding somebody else. They're communicating one thing. They think they're saying one thing. Somebody else is hearing it completely differently. And here, so here's another point I had written down is – when somebody responds to something you say to them 
and you think they've overreacted, that is how bad it hurt them. Similar to what we were talking about earlier about mm-hmm. women don't overreact. Um, you know when your wife says something to you, fellas, and it makes you mad, you want to come back and, and you want to hurt them a little bit more than they hurt you. That's your default thing. Right. One of the ways to get around that is to, instead of reattacking and 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 doing the boomerang thing and sending it back their way, uh, tell them how it made you feel. And that's hard for guys because we only really have one emotion. I mean, we have a ton, like Jen said. We we have the full range. It hurts us just as bad as it does y'all. We just process it differently, and everything turns into anger. If you get embarrassed turns into anger (laughs) if you're sad half the time it turns into some sort of anger if you're happy turns into anger really yeah i get mad at every show (laughs) every time i see a comedy movie i throw something through the television Mm. no but it, it any kind of negative stuff usually turns down into into anger um and so rather than doing that just tell them hey when you say that it makes me feel blank and not blankety blank (laughs) <laughs> blankety blankety uh so there you go there's tip number 75 um another one i guess for the ladies is try to bring something up without a, with as little emotion as possible before you're completely worked up about an issue like if you're all if something's really bothering you try to bring it up in a, in a calm sort of way this is to the ladies right to the ladies yeah Instead of waiting until you're fully escalated and almost hysterical about the subject and then, and then you know, talking to Well, I've seen sometimes spouse. what we do is we, we have an issue and it seems small. We don't make, make a big deal about it, so we don't say anything. But then, like you said, it, yeah. it, it, it festers, it gets bigger, and then all of a sudden, one day, the man is caught completely off guard and they're like, You leave your underwear right next to the laundry basket every single day! Which you do do. I do do. You do do in your underwear. That's why you leave it there. Wow! (laughs) I'm just kidding. People are going to believe you. Uh, But yeah, I mean, so something that should have just been, hey, would you mind picking up your skivs? They're gross. (laughs) I don't want to touch them. They got poop in them. Uh, rather than that, it becomes this huge monster deal. And then the dude, I know from my, I would react to that in complete anger because I, my issue is I don't like being accused of things I didn't do. And cousin to that is being accused of things I didn't know were wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, let me know. I will obey the rules. But, and, and so then, then the, the, the logical woman comes back and says, well, you ought to know your skids don't belong on the floor. And, and, and the logical James is going... Yeah, I grew up with no underwear at all. That's such a lie. Okay, I was trying to get sympathy votes from the ladies. <laughs> so, yeah. I am grateful that you wear underwear. I'll, I'll throw Thank that you. out Thank you. Thank so. you so much. Let's just delve deep into that topic. <laughs> You're the one who said, all right, let's move on. You're wow. the one who brought it up. I'm remembering my vows right now. <laughs> yeah, meditate on them. Here, here's the thing. Put yourself on the other person's shoes. That's the last thing we want to do in a, in a fight because we've yeah. got our point. They've got theirs. Because then we lose. Right. Yeah, we're right and they're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, every time I've been in an argument and I've prayed about it, God has made me quit caring about who was right. And it was just about getting peace back in the situation. 
And as I get older, the more I realize that it really doesn't matter about right and wrong. God really has things in control. He doesn't just say that. He really does. There's his plan and there's his will. And his will is rarely done, honestly, because we're involved. But he does have a plan to even turn uh, misguided, well-intentioned mistakes into something good. Going out there and willfully sinning and being stupid, and not thinking things through, you're gonna you're gonna reap some consequences. But I've seen it that if you really thoughtfully uh, make a decision and totally screw it up, God has a plan to help you fix it. He really does. So that takes some of the pressure off. What's most important in a relationship is peace, having peace. And peace is not the absence of conflict and storms and issues. Peace is knowing that you, the two of you are bonded together, you're on the same team, and you will fight for each other, not against each other, through it all. And that's, I guess, another bullet point, is you got to see, not only from their perspective, but this is your soulmate. This is your one flesh. This is you. This is a, your better half, as we say. Those things aren't just terms. They're, they're reality in a good marriage. And um, you're fighting yourself. You're mm-hmm. hurting yourself, and you've got... So you're not going to win if you fight no, yourself. Nobody wins if you win. Nobody no. wins. You know, they, they, they dog out compromise, you know, the young people. Well, nobody wins. Well, nobody wins when one person wins either. Because I'm right, you're wrong, you hate me, and I'm mad at you, you know? Right. Stupid. I didn't call you stupid. I was talking about the concept of... Are you sure? Because we can take this outside. Wow. The door's right there. Um. Hey, Um. take a time out. When you get angry, if you can. Now, that'll probably push their buttons. I know with me, one of my buttons is don't leave. Don't leave. And uh, because I had a family that, that we, when they got mad, they just leave. And that's exactly what I want to do. I know it. See what I'm talking about? Except the kids complicate the whole leaving thing. So yeah. Oh, and that's I another one. don't end up going anywhere Here's the doing thing. anything. So, you know, the, the ideal thing is not to fight in front of your kids. But there's going to be spitty spats, you know, over dinner and this, that, and the other. I I don't know where I am on that. I, I, I think, you know, obviously you don't want to be cussing your wife up and down and calling her the, the W-H-O-R-E word in front of your kids. Um, Don't call her that anyway. Whore. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, don't call it that anyway, but if you're going to have a knockdown drag out, you better you have it away from the kids. But here's my thing. If you do fight in front of the kids, if you have a spitty spat in front of the kids, make up in front of the kids, too. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. And um, because kids are going to learn more, really, from your mistakes than your than anything else. It really will. And we said that during the um, the Weaving God into Your Kid's Life show uh, about being wrong and apologizing to them. But do it together. Let them see you working it out and coming to a close because they're going to learn how to do that in their own family. They're going to realize fighting is part of a natural relationship. It's part of people getting closer and in- more intimate. And But making up and forgiveness and, and setting things right, one person maybe admitting their own, both people apologizing, whatever the, the, the thing is, uh, it's important. Because what, what I see so many times is marriages that end badly is there's always parents trying to fight to get the kids to take their side. And so that's my other thing. While you're still in the heat of the moment, don't try to use your kids as a bargaining chip. Do not ask the kids questions. Do not bring them into it. Isn't your mom a flipping idiot? No. Don't put your kids in that, in that situation. The only question worse than that ever in life is, does this make my butt look big? <laughs> Don't ever do that to your kids either, by the way. That's a man and a woman thing. Um, yeah. So, 
Don't use your kids as a bargaining chip. Unless their name is Chip. Mm. Don't involve extended family. Now, that, I guess that hollers at the ladies. Men men can do it just as easy, though. But we've we've said that over and over on different shows. Unless you're in mortal danger, you know... Uh, keep it, keep it in inside the house. Yeah, because you'll get over it. Yep, they'll forgive, but they will not forget. So, um, one of the things I learned not from us, but from my my family growing up is, um, our 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 fighting thing seemed to be whoever yells the loudest wins. <laughs> so we'd out shout each other. Shouting is not winning. I remember visiting your family when we first started dating, and everybody yelled all the time, and it was so... Uh, and people weren't even mad. They just yelled all the time. It was well, so freaky, because my family's so we quiet. We were too lazy to walk into the room, so most of the time, your yelling was us just hollering. That's different, you know, like, hey, yeah. bring something in there! You know, but... Um, but uh, one thing, too, on yelling, um, pretty much guarantee that once it's escalated to yelling... Nobody is hearing anything unless you say something <laughs> negative. That's true. Like if you're going to yell, I hate you, they hear that very clearly. But yeah. if you're trying to reason through yelling or trying to well, state your case, well, I, nobody's I think hearing nobody it. ever says anything positive yelling. No, probably not. Nobody's like, it's- I love you, you <laughs> idiot. I think you're hot in that dress, you moron. <laughs> nobody's doing that. Yeah, that's true. So... Um, yeah, and, and words are like toothpaste. I think I said that last week. Um, you know, the object lesson is just go squeeze out some toothpaste and then try to put it back in. It comes out easy and don't go back in. And uh, words are like that. You can't unhear things. And so watch what you say. You know, this goes in remembering your vows. And, and part of that is remembering the longevity of your marriage. You're going to have to live with this person forever. Mm-hmm. Is, is where you go to eat really worth calling them the W-H-O-R-E word again? I've never in life called you that. <laughs> no, you haven't. Especially, you I never just, spelled it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm lucky. I know that there's a W in there because otherwise, I'd be just like U H O R. So, uh, yeah, you choose your words carefully. They can damage permanently, especially if you hit one of them buttons just right. Especially mm-hmm. if you repeat something that her daddy screamed at her when she was ten years old and made her feel stupid. You know, whatever it is, it's gonna, you're going to push buttons. It's better not to at all. Um, so, um, fellas, if you're going to break something, um, don't because you're going to regret it. I've broken things before. I, um, I, I, (laughs) one of my most memorable things was a fan, uh, a, a corner fan that was on a stand and that fan was just, I, I was looking around the room for some sort of support. I think he'd walked out of the room. I was angry. And I was just like, are you going to take my side? And he was oscillating. No. <laughs> no. You're such a liar. The fan did not It, it did oscillate. And, and I, I just said, okay, I'm going to put the smack down. And I did. I slapped him <laughs> down. And that thing bent over like a like giraffe. A $10 Walmart fan. Yeah, it did. And I folded it up like a transformer. And um, so anyway, and I regretted it, you know. I remember when, when we so were we dating. another fan. When we were dating, I was renting out a trailer. And I had this vase of pennies, and we were fighting on the phone or something, and I threw that vase of pennies at the door. Again, I'm not a very good throw. <laughs> I missed. I hit the window, and both the window and the vase of pennies shattered. So I had pennies everywhere, outside, inside, oh in the windowsill, mixed in with glass. I needed those pennies. I was very poor running out of trailer. You're an idiot. So, yeah. 
change was not good in mm. that situation. <laughs> so, uh. um, yeah. Oh, oh, and I said, you know, guys, if there's nothing wrong with taking out, you know, physically doing things, you just got to make sure you do things that are positive. Like I had an idea as I was sitting there writing this: is if you got to throw something, throw a throw pillow. <laughs> that may be why we have them and we've forgotten in the last hundred years or so. That's why they're called throw pillows. Yeah. They're not for throwing on the couch, you, they're for throwing off the you couch. You couldn't hurt a, an infant with a throw pillow. No. No. But don't throw a throw pillow in an infant I'm anyway. not suggesting that you do. <laughs> Unless it's a baby elephant. Yeah, then you could. I think you could, han- I think you could handle Number that. One. I'm not sure how big baby elephants are. I think they're pretty dang big. But I bet they're bigger than the average baby. So, that's all I got about fighting. Um, the only other thing I had for the ladies was crying doesn't help you win. It could help you, I guess, temporarily. It depends what kind of guy, but in the long run. Well, women that use it to manipulate... Yeah. That's the stuff I can't It never stand. helps me at all. <laughs> you have no sympathy for crying. Well, I was raised with women, and so it, it does. It kind of ricochets off me. And I'm not even a me. big crier. No, you're not. You're not. But it doesn't help me. But you cry, you cry for different reasons than any woman I've ever seen, though. Really? Some women cry at commercials, you know? No, I don't and cry And touching daddy moments and animals and all this stuff. Jen never cries at any. I'm the one that cries at that crap. Yeah, because you're weird. <laughs> I'm a crybaby. I, I cry at the end of Monsters, Inc. every single time. Twice. Both times. Why? What's sad about Monsters, oh, Inc.? Oh, my gosh. When when he says goodbye to Boo and Boo opens the, the you know, he closes the door and she opens opens it back up and he's and it's just a normal closet and he's he's like kitty i'm gonna cry right now and then and then he's a monster he is he is sully <laughs> he's a big adorable blue monster he's john goodman um and then the other part is when um he puts the mike puts the door mike wazowski puts the door back together for the love out of splinters Mm. Oh, and and he puts the last splinter in place, and the door comes back alive, and they open the thing up, and you just hear the little girl say, "Kitty, see, it's see, getting me right now." She came back. It was so precious. It's not. It's just touching. Mm. It's moving. Anyway, whatever. Um. So yeah, you cry <laughs> <laughs> when you get frustrated. Yeah, I do. And and that and it and it's like I'm, you know, I'm having to learn that, that thing about overreaction because to me a lot of times it's like trivial stuff. It's it's stuff that's just out of your control. But if you see me crying, you should like do a dance because it's something big. You shouldn't really specifically do specifically what moves would you like to see through, <laughs> wanna, through your tears? I want to see you like the Michael Jackson zombie. Ooh. <laughs> 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 <sighs> and you have to keep dancing until you get to the other side of the house. <laughs> wow. If you really want to cry, that's 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 <laughs> what you want to be looking at right there, because that'll make you cry. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, point being, I, I believe I just to surmise all this, I believe that that arguing is a natural part of a relationship, especially early on. And I think it's, I've seen people that were married twice and three times as long as us, and they still have arguments. It's natural. It's normal. So don't let anybody tell you that your marriage is, is less than because you argue once in a while. 
Um, you know, and it, again, it, we're not a professional f- advice giving show. If you need counseling, go get counseling, whatever. Um, but uh, Lord knows Jen and I have had our share. Uh, but I think that fighting can be a positive thing too. I think it can, especially the outcome. Um, because I think every fight we've had, every argument we've ever had has come at the end of it to where we're closer. We understand more about each other. We know where we, we know where the buttons are. We know what not to push. Um, and we've worked something through, you know, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Basically in, in our language, that means, you know, work it out. Um, some people take that very literally and they're not going to go to sleep until they're happy with each other. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that just doesn't work. No, because you get more and more tired. You get more and more defensive, more and more ridiculous, redonkulous. And um, what it what it's saying is is don't drag things out. Do talk about it. So the next morning, make time. Sit down. Have if coffee. if you don't, it will come up again. Yes. And it'll be worse. Yes. And if you want to take it literally, do, but whatever. Good luck. Quit mm-hmm. listening to the show. <laughs> so we're not going to answer your questions anymore. We we stayed up till 3 a.m. and we worked it out. You know, and we've done that too, but more times than not, it's just time to roll over and go to sleep. Well, and sometimes it just hits, On the couch. hits a point where we're both being irrational and it yeah. doesn't, doesn't even. But, uh, you know, hold in there, uh, hang in there, new, newly married peeps. Um, you know, I don't know. That's why I'm a big fan of people uh, staying uh, in a relationship for a long time. You know, some people say a minimum of a year. I'd say a minimum of two years because uh, there's a lot of fighting and arguing that everybody just has to go through, like a minimum amount of it. And you can get that junk out of the way before you even get married. Because it, it saved us a lot. Of it fun. really did. And I think if we, it seriously did. You're being redonkulous. I but, am. I'm sorry. Because it seems like we fought so much at first. But, yeah, but there was but situations yeah, we, surrounding us too. We yeah. we the stuff we talked about in in uh, surviving the first year talked about that we were. I had my sister there. You know, we were in an apartment. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, we picked our timing was bad. Yeah, so it was it was just hardcore. So yeah, there you go. And 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 I guess other tips with that in mind is if you're fighting a lot check into why it may not be the both of you it might be situations it might be something you can change you know and i know one thing we noticed when uh we had the kids well especially the first one you had the kid i had the kid that changed our marriage so much that it uh, it, in a lot of ways it was almost like starting over because it was just completely different even when the second kid came around Mm -hmm. so it's just it's a whole different set of you know parenting comes in and expectations and yeah, and, who's going to do what in divisional labor? It's it's a big big change. Yeah, and expectations and guys thinking that the woman's going to do it all, and you know, blah blah blah. Girls thinking the guys going to do it all, or girls thinking they're going to have to do it all mm, rather than asking for help. Because uh-huh. I think they shouldn't have to ask for help. Yeah, because they forget that guys guys should just know. just need to be told what to do, and they will do it. <laughs> See how we're arguing. In but love. They should just know. But we don't. But the women just know. Know what? You don't know Jack. Know that we have to take care of those screaming children. Not all of you. Mm. That's your that's your maternal instinct right there. I don't like it. We're we're hunters and killers and draggers. Can we give it back? <laughs> so uh, you know, we're in a we're in a society that that uh has has 
started welcoming men into the nursery. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. My thing is... It does make it more If you leave the toilet seat up for me, I'll leave it down for you. Really? But you don't. No. But I don't pee on it either. Most of the time not. Whoa! Hey, thanks! You know what? That's Jenna. <laughs> Hello? That's Jenna. Sprinkling and tinkling. That's Jenna. That ain't James. And she's not even a boy. What are we going to do? The whole bathroom's going to be covered with Dunder's She does the electric slide while she's on that pod. I don't know what she's doing, but... Yeah, Dunder's just going to... You're going to just see it on the wall. He it's won't going to be the... everywhere. Ugh. Boys, yuck. Blah. Uh, History Kid, uh, he's a listener. He's a grown man, mm-hmm. in spite of his name. He he's says not a kid. He is suggesting is avoid name-calling. Mm-hmm. It's one of the bullet points I had, but I took it off since he took it. From personal experience on the receiving end, it doesn't help the other person's cause one bit. No, because I'm sure that name... We've never really done that, I don't think, but that name that you've come up with, that just grates on their nerves. Yep. Like you, You've insane. called me a jerk before. Mm. And that that hurts my guts. Really? Yep. Because um it it, it I feel like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it's it's just a harsh word for some reason at coming from you. And and it's been a while, it's been a long time, but I mean one time just one time you called me a jerk. And I was like, I am being a jerk. I realized that I was kind of <laughs> thinking this really fast, you know, speed of light thoughts that we do. And and then I was like, but I wouldn't be a jerk if you wasn't being a jerk first. I I was fine until you came in here and started some mess. And even though I was wrong, I didn't want to talk about it or deal with it. You know, I was fine Mm -hmm. because you were on the receiving end of the wrong, you know, at that time. I don't remember what details were, but Mm -hmm. that's usually the way it is. It's usually me suck and you're perfect and I have to work it out. Uh, Not always, but most of the time it's me. And so, yeah, I, I, uh, it was complicated, but yeah, I felt like uh, a male chauvinist pig all of a sudden, like because that's <laughs> usually what people jerk. call people jerks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like true. this guy at a bar with a sleazy jacket and just hey baby, how you doing? <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm not a jerk. <laughs> that was a jerk. I'm a husband and a father. I don't have a sleazy jacket. Yeah, don't call me a jerk. Mm. So, all right, it's time for some Ask Jen issues. Okay. I mean questions. Hey, James and Jen. Uh, or Jen and James, this may be a very controversial question, Jen, but what do you think about James's new female friend that introduces you and nobody's listening? Thanks, Marcel. I love the connotation there. <laughs> I, I, That's so controversial, I can't even answer Yeah, that. I almost deleted it. That's just, I mean, you don't know what that woman's done to our marriage. <laughs> My female friend, I love that. Uh, Let me just tell you, when I first heard that, I thought for some reason you got my voice and you had like mixed it down or something to sound like that. I was so confused. Uh, no, that, the the lovely voice that you hear at the beginning of the shows is is uh, Radio Jen. That's how I know her uh, off of uh, Twitter. So Radio Jen, all one word on Twitter. She she lives in like Hong Kong, I believe. And um and and I just uh, I'd heard some American? of her work. Yeah. And I'd asked her, I'd asked her, you know, what she, what her rates were. And she had a very good rate for podcasters. And I threw her some money and she threw me a bunch of lines. And, uh, I, as far as I know, they have never met. (laughs) Wow. As far as I know. (laughs) Uh, I do owe her a review. She wants me to give a testimonial of her work. Mm -hmm. And I will, I will be very clear in saying, um, Radio Jen is awesome. We've never dated, but. But I'd like but to. I love that voice. So <laughs> anyway, I've used her twice. I had her do some some more readings. Thanks for bringing up that touchy subject. Yeah, 
we just worked ourselves through that whole thing. So, yeah. Uh, redonkulous. Uh, hi, Stop Jim. Stop saying that. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it. It's so annoying. I know. I hate it. <laughs> hi. Uh, everybody repeat after me. Thank God James oh. is not my husband. <laughs> See, I can't even repeat that. Yeah. I'm stuck. <laughs> Hi, Jen and James. Thank you so much for your podcast. I'm a new listener, and I've been catching up through the past catalog on iTunes. Your show really brightens my day. My question for Jen relates to keeping the romance in your marriage. My husband and I have been married 15 years and also have two kids. We were talking the other day about how we don't do the stereotypical romantic things we used to do when we were newlyweds. Flowers, candy, candlelight, dinners. Really, who has the time with kids? I was gently teasing my husband about this when he asked what kind of romancing appealed to me most. I thought seriously about it and said, Honey, flowers are nice, but you have a better chance of getting lucky when you do the dishes. We had a good laugh, and now he wag waggles his eyebrows at me whenever he offers to help out in the kitchen. Wagga, wagga, wow. So, um, how do you and James keep the romantic spark alive with the demands of work and kids? Uh, oh, I didn't put the name in here. Sorry. Mm, that's so nice. They wrote that whole big email. I know, I'm terrible. Nothing. Maybe it's best that that's anonymous. Um, how, how do you keep the spark alive, Jen, after th nearly 13 years of mirage? I mean, um, marriage. I don't know. We don't really do a whole lot. No, we... We, wow. we, <laughs> we do stuff together when the kids are in bed. Yes. We watch movies and stuff. Um, and we do go out on dates occasionally. Well, Jen and I, we weren't real romantic-y before. No. It's just not what we're, either one of us are into. Now, when it comes to Easter's and birthdays and Christmases, I go all out. Mm-hmm. You do. I do. I'm very thoughtful, very loving. Except for Easter. Except for Easter. What, what, what was wrong with Easter? <laughs> I don't think you did anything for Easter. Well, probably not. Were you expecting anything? Because you didn't do Jack Squad either. It was about <laughs> no. the kids for the love <laughs> Painting the last sacred holiday. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, we, uh, we we never were really big into that anyway. Uh, Jen, from from birth, has this thing about money. And so buying flowers for her would be ridiculous because... Although I still like them. She likes them, but she, she thinks more about the money they cost. And yeah, how, I'd look at the bouquet and be like... Sixty-five. Well, you worked at a florist for a while there in college. Yeah, and I know how much everything costs, and it probably costs more now, but ugh, mm. it's expensive. So yeah, there it, there's issues. But and I do get chocolates at Christmas. It, the thing you have to take into consideration is our love languages, and we did one on that—a very ill-informed one a few shows back. Some people uh, have gifts. I like gifts. But your primary love language is gifts. Is <laughs> send me some gifts. I'm sorry. Gifts, as in animated images from the <laughs> no. internet. I'll send you a dancing banana <laughs> and a dog licking your computer screen. I hold you to that. No, uh, some people it's words of affirmation. That happens to be Jen's, and quality time is another one. And I think those are our daughters too. Mm -hmm. Quality time probably being first and foremost on the list. every single minute Constant of every attention. single day. Yes. <laughs> Uh, mine happens to be, uh, large gifts. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> perhaps could I get you a television? Most of them happen to be gray or, or green, mm. depending on if it's an accessory for the Xbox or a game. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if, if, 
you guys just need to talk openly. I know you asked Jen, but talk openly about what you really want out of each other. Because, yeah, there's the dishes and all this kind of stuff. But um, that spark is there um, as you serve each other and as you show each other you love each other in their language and what they how they receive love. And the other night we did a really fun thing. Um, Whoa, don't talk about that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, we fed the kids dinner. And um, we actually did this when we were at your sister's house. Mm-hmm. But we fed the kids dinner, put them to bed. And then we got takeout and uh, went downstairs and watched a movie. Yep. And it was it was a very enjoyable meal. It was it was fun watching a yeah, movie. Yeah, because we got... Uh, Japanese uh, steakhouse style meals, but without the table and the uh, flames. Yeah. And the guy throwing salt and pepper shakers. But we also got to eat with no screaming children. Got to actually watch We had to eat later than I would have liked, but sushi and uh, stir fry. mm, It was worth mm, it. It was like we were out on the town. It was good. Yep. And we didn't have to pay for drinks. That's right. Because Jen, Jen makes her own. (laughs) She has a still... In the back. <laughs> no, we don't drink, but if we did, Jen would probably mm-hmm. cut us off. Time for some VN emails. Jen, I'd, I'd say you aren't totally justified in feeling like there are just dogs everywhere these days. Unjustified. You aren't totally unjustified. Why'd they do a double negative? Anyway, I did a little looking. In 2006, there were more than 72 million pet dogs in the United States. Around the same time, there were 300 million people in the U.S., of which there are about 73 million, were younger than 18. So there may be not as many dogs as there are people in the U.S., but there are about the same number of dogs as children. It mm. appears that the ratio of dogs to people in the U.S. is much higher than for the rest of the world. There are about uh, 0.24 dogs per person in the United States, compared to about 0.06 dogs per person worldwide. That means there are a lot of dogs in the United States. Last weekend, I saw a dog wearing a pink dress <laughs> and pearls at an outdoor cafe. Its owner bought it a side of scrambled eggs and put it on the ground for the dog to eat. I enjoyed your second show about the first year of marriage. Best, Jessica. I wish I could have seen that. That would have annoyed you a lot. Yeah, it does right now. I'm just thinking about it. That dog's like, just give me the eggs. He's cholesterol. I have to wear a dress and pearls. Please give me something. I don't like people. I don't like when people pe- treat dogs like people. No, that is a little over the top. Yeah. I mean, if you have a dog, just lock it up in a cage at home. I, I went. To you pet- don't need to bring it with you. I went to PetSmart around Christmas time, and there was an ad. You could come bring your dog in to have pictures with Santa Claus. Yes. If I owned a dog, it would be a dog that would bite Santa. <laughs> Some stupid little smiling poodle wanting to pee on Santa. It'd be the only time. Imagine I... being that Santa. That would be the worst. Yeah. Ugh. I'd be wearing newspaper under my pants. Mm, thanks for sharing. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, so I, I just want to thank Jessica for mm-hmm. for understanding my cause. Yeah, thanks, Jessica. You're awesome. With dogs and people. Delete. I mean, that's as many dogs as kids. Yeah. When I said people, Almost, not quite. I meant kids. Just about the same. About the same, but I meant kids. I didn't really mean people, people. And I meant dingoes, too, so That's that might That's just in America. Things. There's no dingoes in America. There might be. No. What if there's like a... No. What about someone no. brought a pet dingo over? No. Come on, there's people from Australia that live here. No. There aren't. 
I'm just disagreeing. There are people from Australia that live in the United States. Not the way you pronounce Australia. And there might be a dingo involved. There are no dingoes involved in immigration policy. <laughs> Sorry. Let's move on. I don't understand this argument at all. I think it's redonkulous. Stop saying that. If you say it again, I'm leaving. Hey, James and Jen. I just recently started listening to Geek Loves Nerd. Uh, I'm only up to episode 14, so far it's awesome. I have a question that I will need a little explaining. You don't have to answer on the podcast. Um, basically what she's saying here, her name, uh, I'll, I'll just keep, um, out of the podcast because it's kind of personal here. She says that her fiance and her, um, have been together for about five years. She has problems, um, uh, receiving affection from her significant other there. Uh, she thinks that it's because she had a deadbeat dad that was never around. She doesn't know how to receive affection. Um, so yeah, I, I would say there's two ways to respond to every issue from your childhood. And one of them, um, would have been that you would have been a raving slut and tried to get that affection that you craved from every freckle faced boy in the planet. Uh, the other one is that you would seal up and you would find that you didn't need it. And that part of your soul would die. Wow. And create a scar over it. And so that that part that that's what we do to survive. We either feed it or we starve it. And appetites are a part of human nature. And I'm not just talking about the ones for food. People get appetites for all kinds of things, good and bad. Um, like you know, spiritual people, they have to get get an appetite for reading the Bible and praying and the disciplines of that. Uh, people on the other end is things. Uh, there's people with addictions. They call it addictions to pornography and things. They've they've fed an appetite in their life. Some natural, some unnatural. And I believe, you know, I'm not a scientist or a psychologist, but I would say that I would guess that as a survival tactic, you um, that part of you. Uh, withered up a little bit, atrophied, if you will, uh, not dead, but but definitely has a scar over it. So I would sit down again, ask what are you comfortable with, be open and honest, talk about your father with your with your man, um, and figure that figure that junk out. Do a lot of praying, ask God to reveal things to you because He will. He was there. He cares about you more than anybody else, including yourself, and uh, and 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 just just start i don't know i had a, a very wise man say that you can act yourself into feelings but you cannot feel your way into action so if you're waiting to feel something you're, you're gonna wait forever but if you can go ahead and and let him kiss you let him hold you let him hug you let him shake your hand whatever it is that you have a problem with uh, i guarantee you that's like exercising that muscle and that thing will start to come back and you'll start to enjoy it and you'll probably crave it. And it'll ultimately be something that can bond you two together rather than pushing you you apart. So there's my 10 cents for that. What do you have, Jen? Do you have I would anything? also say maybe consider... Um, Divorce? They're not married yet. Oh, yeah. Um, consider some sort of counseling before you get married. To try to try to get something like this at, le at least to have made significant progress before you think about getting married. Yeah. Because... It's not it's not a problem that's going to go away when you get married. Well, and I would guarantee and it's going to keep coming up. Going with my theory about buttons, his issue is he he probably needs to give affection mm -hmm. and feels rejected when he can't. And just like her issue is I don't need it or I've convinced myself I don't mm -hmm. or I've done it as a survival thing. And so yeah, it's going to be be a constant thing between the two of you. So get that junk worked out. That's that's the magic of uh 
of uh, being engaged. Yes. It brings all that stuff to the surface so you can work it out before you get married. Uh, here, here's a email that we're not going to answer today. We're going to answer it next week because we're going to talk about debt next week. Dear James and Jen, or actually Jen and James, uh, my life had been going smoothly for a while, or rather as smoothly as being a single parent can go, up until I got a notice that my wages had been garnished and that my credit card debt was higher than I could accumulate between child support and high school teacher's salary. James once said you helped him get out of debt and I'd like to hear that story in addition to any tips you have to offer. Pray for us, Lillian. So we're going we're gonna to talk about debt next week. Mm-hmm. Yep. The story about my debt, not very interesting. We simply paid it off very slowly. No, luckily, James um, got into debt really quick before he ever got a hold of a credit card. And yep. I think it was like $400. It on- wasn't a lot. Yeah, I I screwed up my credit. I couldn't get any more. I don't think that's the way it is nowadays. But back then, uh, I was early enough and young enough and dumb enough, and I I couldn't get a bank account. I couldn't get a credit card. Couldn't do anything. Didn't even know half how to do any of it anyway. I just had some some bad debt that I was getting collection calls. Yeah, it was on. a couple of medical bills, I think. So uh, she helped me by making payments and and stuff. But we'll get into the hardcore stuff about grown up debt and and what we're planning on doing with ours and uh, stuff next week. So, Jen, next, till next time, folks, check us out, geeklovesnerd.com. I'm trying to post regular articles on there here, here coming soon, since Jen will never blog. Uh, also, there are weekly um, pod, or, or, uh, web comics there that you can check out. I haven't done one in a couple weeks because we've been really busy. But we also have forums. Uh, you can email your questions, comments, and ask Jen questions to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. Plus, any advice you might have on next week's topic, any thoughts, questions, insights, you can also call them in, 206-600-5704. And until uh, next week, Jen, thank you for doing the show. I really appreciate it. I love you. I love you, too.